And we're back. Took some time off to spend time with friends and family for the holidays. That was really good. Got to spend some quality time with some really quality people. Got to meet some new people who were very interesting. Could uh, definitely see myself spending time with them again. Really great conversations, things like that. And, you know, based on that, I wanted to take the day to talk about the people that we surround ourselves with. So I moved to Texas in 2012, and I'm originally from New York, spent the majority of my life in New York, and then around 19, I joined the military, and I've been traveling about ever since, from Nevada to Florida to New York, New Jersey, Texas, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, right? These are more or less the places that I've lived in that time, but always, you know, New York is home base. And so it was only in 2012 that we actually changed home base from New York to Texas. And in that time, we had our fair share of challenges. There's culture shock. There's all sorts of adjustments, especially when you're coming from the Caribbean, where my wife is from, the Dominican Republic. There's one way of living life there. There's another way of living life in New York. And there's a completely different way of living life in Texas, right? Now, as Americans, we all have like things that we share. But when I first got to Texas, it was like moving to another country. It's very different. All that to say that Texas has been good to us. My daughter is a native Texan. She was actually born here. And we're very grateful for having spent the time that we have here and for meeting many of the wonderful people that we now know. But in that regard, what I'm trying to say is who you spend your time with determines who you become. It, it speaks to who you are. Because if you spend all your time you know, with robbers and thieves, then chances are you're going to be doing some stealing. And if you spend most of your time with doctors and lawyers, well, then the chances are that you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. So then the issue becomes, well, how do I spend time with the people that I want to spend time with, even though I don't know any people like that? And the ones that I do know are the kind that I don't necessarily want to spend time with. And that is a question of you going out there and actively interacting with the types of people that you would like to spend time with. No other time in, in human history has it been easier to make the specific types of friends that you want than now, right? Because for instance, you can go on social media and you can just start following people who are representative of what you want to become. Because if you say to yourself, I'm the average of the five people that I spend time with, then I need to spend time with the right type of people depending on where I want to go. So if your goal is to become a physician someday and you're right now starting out at zero, maybe you're in high school or maybe you just finished high school or maybe you just got done with college and you don't know anything other than the fact that you would like to practice medicine. That's a whole topic in and of itself, but one of the good things that you could do is you can start to follow people who have taken that same path or who are on that path currently. And you'll find them on all the social media platforms. So you can find them making YouTube videos. You can find them with Instagram channels. You can find them on TikTok and Twitter and LinkedIn. And you can start to consume their content. You can even find them on Amazon and you look up their books and their audible books and things like this. And you start to consume their content. And here's the beauty of it you start to leave comments in their content, right? Now, initially, you may not get much of a response, but over time, content creators, 
Part of what they do is interacting with the public. They need feedback on what it is they're doing. It makes them feel good when they get positive feedback when they've spent time creating content. That's like the, the gas that drives the engine. If people continually were to make content and never get any kind of a response, any kind of feedback, eventually it would probably die off for most people because they would feel like, hey, I'm just screaming into a void. Nobody hears this, nobody sees it, this doesn't matter, I'm just wasting my time. But what spurs them continuing on is the fact that people do actually respond, right? People do leave a comment, hey, I love this, I like this, this was trash, whatever the case may be. It generates interest, it generates communication, and eventually it generates income. So you can take advantage of this system right? This system that is in place where content creators need feedback from their audience, you can game that in a way, in the sense that you can use it to your advantage. And how do you do that? You follow a couple of people. Let's say you go out and you follow 10 people that you know are where you want to be, or are clearly on the path, working their way to where you want to be, and they're up the road from you. So they're further along than you are, and maybe they haven't reached the pinnacle of what it is they're trying to achieve, but they're on their way. So they may even be easier to communicate than with someone who has already achieved a high level of success and just has a lot going on. But regardless of the fact, if you go out there and you make a conscious effort to reach out to these people on a regular basis, and I don't mean reach out like, hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do that for me? The easiest way to reach out to people is to give value. So you want to give constructive comments, not just, oh, this was awesome. That's not really opening up a conversation. It's the same as if you meet someone at the library or at the bookstore or at the mechanic or at the supermarket, wherever it is, saying, oh, you know, that scarf is really nice. Okay, great. That's not really a conversation starter. You know what I mean? You have to actually get in there and say something of value to the person. You have to say something that's going to spur forward a conversation. And so you might not do that the first time out. You might start out the first couple of times, you know, giving a like saying, this was awesome. I really found value in this. This was great. Can you make something about this to where they start to recognize the name of the person who's continually asking them or interacting with them, I should say. So you'll notice that when you see content creators talking in their videos, when they do mention their audience, they'll always mention like the same names. The reason being is, is because these people who they're mentioning have made it their business to interact with that person, whether intentionally or just because they enjoy what they create, they eventually establish an acquaintance with the creator. And then those comments that they leave get a higher priority in that creator's mind. And so this is the way that you start to build a relationship with these people. Twitter is great for this because you can just jump into anyone's conversation in the entire world that's on Twitter. They make a comment. It's something that you search for. You can search for any topic, whatever it may be, fly fishing. And then you see all these people talking about fly fishing. And then you just jump into one of their you know feeds and you start saying, hey, this is what I think. And then all of a sudden they may respond. They may not respond. But if you regularly send them comments, eventually you'll get some kind of a response from them. And if you find that you've invested some time, you've left them a good 30, 40 comments and you never get any response, then maybe that's not the person that you actually want to connect with. Because I feel like these things kind of happen organically as well. Like there are people that I've reached out to and never ever bothered to respond. 
And that's fine. Some people don't want to deal with you. And I've dealt with that in real life in the same way that I've dealt with it online. And there are other people that, you know, I've only sent them maybe five or six comments. And right away, we're already in a conversation and this person knows who I am. So when I leave a comment going forward, like they're always giving me a shout out or whatever the case may be. And we're able to interact with each other because of the fact that I made it my business to show this person I have interest in what they create. In the end, when you establish this handful of people, because it doesn't have to be like a lot of people, it just generally has to be about five or six, right? Once you get this group of five or six people that you can actually build a relationship with, and I know that this works because I've done it, my wife has done it, we work in very different industries, the, the communities that we interact with are very different, and we've both been able to accomplish this. I know that my oldest kids have been able to do this as well. It's just a question of you going out there and communicating with people. Some will want to, some won't. But if you choose the right ones to communicate with, eventually the benefits that you see in their life will start to rub off on you. Because the things that you see that they're doing positively, you're going to get inspired by that. And you're going to want to repeat what they're doing successfully, right? More than that, because you communicate with them, it's very easy for them to tell you how they go about doing what it is that they do, okay? And so now the average of the five people you surround yourself with has been improved because you improve the five people, okay? So now your life has automatically improved. It could be your career. It could be your business. It could be your personal life. It could be your fitness, whatever the case may be. Whatever it was you were looking to improve, you can easily do that by having these friends. Now, initially, they may be virtual, but eventually, depending on how much energy you put into it, they can become actual real-life friends. Because I know plenty of people who have made real-life friends from people that they met online. I know plenty of people who have actually met their spouse online. Like That's a common thing these days, right? So the separation between online and real life has become so much thinner. It used to be like this thick wall, right? Between what was happening online and what was happening in your real life. As time goes on and we get more and more accustomed to the virtual world, that division between real life and online life has become very thin. It's almost transparent. And so you can use that to your advantage by going out and establishing relationships online and then bringing them offline and making those relationships long-lasting in your real life. Another way that you can do that is that you can just frequently go to meetups that are about the topics that you're interested in. So I'm making it my business this year to go to real estate meetups and to go to investment meetups and things like this so that I can get closer to the types of people that I know can share information that I want, right? Now, I, I learn a lot on my own, and I know a lot of these things, but it's different when you can bounce ideas off of people who are doing the same thing as you, as opposed to bouncing them off of people who are on your same exact level because they're starting out with you or because they're family or they're friends and they don't have experience in those areas, compared to someone who becomes a new friend and has been doing it for 20 years and you're just getting into it, you're a year or two in, how much more is this person that's been doing it for 20 years going to be able to teach you? Probably a lot because they've made lots of mistakes, they've got experience, they've learned a lot more, they've had successes. So that's where meetups come in and they work good as well because they allow you to step over 
the whole interaction online thing and spending the time to invest and build up that relationship. And you kind of see this person face to face and you know, more or less, do I and this person have some kind of a connection or don't we? And so, you know, I just wanted to share the thought that if you want to improve your life, one of the fastest ways and one of the most long lasting and important ways to do that is to choose the people around you and to make sure that they are high quality people. If you're currently surrounded by people who have toxic mentalities and toxic attitudes, toxic lifestyles, they're doing things to hurt themselves that are self-destructive, that are you know destructive to the people around them, they're continually in and out of jail, they're continually in and out of rehab, they're continually having all these types of issues, right? They don't want to take care of their depression. It's all these things that people struggle with. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those people as individuals for themselves. They have challenges they have to overcome. But when you surround yourself with these types of people and you're trying to overcome wherever the situation you're coming from, when you're trying to rise above, when you have ambition that other people are telling you is foolish, now it's time to change your circle. You see what I mean? Because they're going to hold you back with all the nonsense. It's just as simple as that. And don't think that because they're family that they get a pass because they don't because the ones that are usually going to tell you that you can't do it and the ones that are usually going to try and sabotage your efforts are family and close friends, unfortunately. But it's facts. So what you're better off doing is never talking about your entrepreneurship journey because they're not going to want to see you win because they're not in a place where they can win. So they want you to be with them. Misery loves company. So if they see you starting to rise up, they're going to criticize you for it. They're going to try and sabotage you. They're going to try and tell you that you're overreaching, you're this, you're that. You can avoid all of that by not talking about these things to them because they're not where you are. You're a rocket ship on a launch pad, right? You're doing your countdown and they're nowhere near the launch pad. So you need to be focused on where you are because what they want to do is see that the rocket doesn't take off. Because if the rocket does take off, then it's telling them how come they haven't done it. It's an indictment on them and their lives and the way that they've managed their lives if they see you succeed. So what you're better off doing is keeping that whole part of your life to yourself, your entrepreneurship journey, and then going and making these friends elsewhere. And then eventually spending time with those friends who are going places and being clear with the thought that people are going to probably say you're a sellout, right? That you, all you care about is money or all you care about is yourself and all this other garbage. When in reality, what you're trying to do is make the best of what life has given you. And that is your right. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to your community and you owe it to even these people who would hold you back to go out there and be the very best that you can be so that then you can come back from a more enabled, more powerful, more stable, higher income place and offer them higher quality help. Maybe you can actually get them the help that they actually need as opposed to this continual cycle of not going anywhere and spinning your wheels and being there with them, spinning your wheels with them. I speak from experience when I speak in these areas, which is why I can tell you, I know how it goes. I've seen the whole gamut of that type of stuff. So it's better that you just move on. You have to start to separate yourself from the people who have demonstrated repeatedly they're not interested in going anywhere because you're running at different speeds. So why should you have to slow down? 
Let them keep up with you or you keep on your journey running at your pace and learn to speed up as you go. That's what you should be doing. So as always, I hope this was helpful. I'm definitely interested in hearing your comments, whatever questions you may have. Hit me up and have a blessed day.